Let's talk about anger, Nate. All right. My unbridled anger. But first, right. happy anniversary, darling. <laughs> happy anniversary to you, too. It's a couple days ring? late. Yeah, your ring. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a type of ring. Touche. <laughs> uh, Gotta get my beer ready. Um, so I'm going to use some analogies here, or maybe that's not the right term. Um, what, you know how kids, they'll, uh, do the opposite of what you say? Yes. How do parents not kill their children? Uh, cause there's an expectation that they're not going to do what you say. They're not like adults that do that, which are like what a lot of our clients do. Okay. What do you do when it's a fucking adult? When it's a fucking adult, you get mad at them and you talk to them in a condescending manner. <laughs> Thank you. I spilled beer. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking a Heineken, by the way. I get condescending with our clients on the phone sometimes. I I have to catch myself when I'm doing it because I know who I can do it to and get away with it. Like, obviously, I can't talk that way to the boss of a company. But if it's like one of their employees in the office and they're like this pestering me about this stupid like the guy told you that the was complaining about his mailbox being full in Outlook and he had... Uh, what was it? It was some astronomical number. It was like over a hundred thousand deleted items in his outlook, just hogging up his data file. Why did he delete him if he didn't want to delete him? Because it's probably an uh, accumulation over the last seven years, and he's just never maintained his mailbox. And I think what happened was we moved them over to Office three sixty five, and so when you migrate the the data file over, sorry, I'm getting like. You're going to get all the feedback and shit from the it's fans. The only thing you can do is ask me questions so that I talk and the gain control crap goes away. Okay. It so, doesn't come through the noise gate. Um, anyway, we moved them over to Office 365 from whatever yeah. their mail platform was before and you, you upload their data file, which includes... The data file has all of that stuff. So it's like whatever is in the deleted items, whatever the folders, the subfolders were, the archive, all of okay. that gets moved over. And so he probably probably just moved that over when the amount wasn't insane, when it was probably like maybe a couple thousand items, which is still really high. But Outlook has a limit on, on a data file size limit, whereas if you're running your own exchange server locally, there is no limit. It just, it just takes up storage on the, the server. Oh. So... Um, probably, I mean, the guy didn't probably realize, but the email he sent was like very passive aggressive. Like, why is this happening? Like, why, like, like implying that there's always problems and this is yet another thing we have to fix for him. And it's like, oh yeah. So the response was like. I, I I didn't even respond to it directly. I like talked with my boss first before he responded, and, and he put like, he's like, "Do you need?" <laughs> I forgot exactly how he worded. He's like, "Do you need all one hundred, or do you need all uh whatever a hundred thousand? 
it was like do you need is there is there a reason why you need all those 100,000 plus items in your in uh deleted items or can we or can we clear out some of them it was like it was like along those lines but my boss typed it up and i know how he gets condescending just dealing with me so it's like everything his responses in general kind of come off count as condescending it's just his personality but i want to pull up a lawn chair and and eat popcorn and watch this (laughs) yeah i i get condescending back but like not in a subordinate subordinate insubordinative kind of way Um, i kind of want to be bcc'd on some of those threads (laughs) <laughs> who's this random good guy reading. who's what uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> fucker <laughs> now i'm gonna have to edit i didn't i didn't say it out all the way i still have to edit yeah so you think after what is it seven years now i'd, I'd catch that six i don't years. do it that much anymore though no it's just, it's been years since the last time you did, you did that. Since I had to edit the show from some slip. Yeah. I probably gave out my fo- my personal phone number at one point. Uh, I've warned you multiple times about giving all kinds of stuff out, and you insisted that it was okay. So I left it in. They'd have to really dig through, like, over 200 hours of audio. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, I did give out a number on the show, and that is in text form, so you can't search it. Not easily, at least. And uh, I don't know what episode that was, but that was early on. Because I think initially, Richard gave his number out, the early episodes, and somebody signed him up for CatFax. What's CatFax? Every day, he'd get a fucking text message with a fax about a cat. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's a pretty good way to troll someone. You can just block the number, though. It stopped, like, soon after that. But that was very amusing. I don't even know how that's possible, because that was, like, the first ten episodes. I bet it was somebody that we knew. Just fucking with them. Maybe. Uh, did you hear that uh, all the Amazon news, all the new stuff they've come out with uh like products a- uh, the aws the web services version of amazon sorry no, not amazon.com they have um like a satellite control interface for like cubesats or something so people can build their business around that they just feed all the huh. data into this it's one of their multitude of web services. They've got one for interpreting audio, transcribing, I guess, transcribing audio. Um, just think of it, and they have it. I was looking at Alibaba Cloud. That's a thing, I guess. The Chinese have copied Amazon. Not only in the storefront part of Amazon, but Alibaba Cloud but it's really poorly designed and um, it's got a lot of services that are very similar to Amazon's, but everything that Amazon announced they have on their website, but it's all coming soon. So 
they just try to get feature parity. Have you used mm-hmm. any cloud providers recently? Any VPSs? Uh, well, other than this, every once in a while I log into Vulture. Um, worked with Azure a little bit, but that's about it recently. Well, they they all have like uh, APIs and there's all kinds of tools out there for interacting with them. And the one I've been using recently is Terraform for infrastructure orchestration. Imagine I'm spreading my arms out like I'm announcing a big title. It sounds super fancy. And what it's done for me has made me or allowed me to become very lazy. That's a negative way, I guess, of of saying um, extra productive in other ways. Because I can template everything. Uh, If you go to... I guess I'll have to put a link in the show notes. I have a GitHub project up there that gives you two lines that you copy that sets up Terraform on an Ubuntu instance. Then, uh, since Vulture doesn't actually have an API, it's basically a Terraform template that I put on GitHub. Um, for Vulture, there's no, uh, like there's no Vulture module Uh-oh. in Terraform. So you have to uh, add I it separately. My, that was what? weird. My audio just cut out like completely for like whatever you're just saying. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I'm actually routing all this over my Vulture VPN that I set up using Terraform. Um, I'll disconnect and reconnect. Okay. Disconnected from server. Connected. Hello. Hey. Okay. Yeah, I think my latency probably went from like 50. It is now 24. So I was routing all my traffic through Texas through a $2.50 Vulture instance that runs uh, an extra VPN that I have. Ah, okay. That outline VPN, uh, get outline VPN, no, get outline.org. Self-acknowledge, yes, that is correct. That's the right domain. That is a very, very simple VPN. You click the other, um, so you download the manager on your PC, you select one of the VPSs that you want to use. DigitalOcean is the default one that they have there because you can click a button and it just does it for you. Or you click the other one that says Vulture and or others. And then you copy and paste a single line into your server. <clears throat> so you SSH into that thing. Like your, um, you got a Vulture server that runs your Unify controller. You could SSH into that. You paste this one-liner. It'll ask you if it wants to install Docker, and then it spits out an API code that you paste back into your uh, uh, your outline manager, the thing you run on your Windows machine. Okay. And there, you just create a bunch of keys, and then you just send the links to the keys to all your different devices, and you sign your devices in. That was it. 
That's cool. So, oh God, that noise. It's it, like... Uh, sorry, it keeps coming back. I try to talk every I once in a while. I can't even hear so. myself think. It's, it's really like... It's different because I haven't heard that before on your end. I don't know. It's like this... Let me see if I can change the noise suppression. We're doing this live, so I may fuck everything up. Um, test one, two. It's... Is it any different? We can't there, do this too wait, much longer. There, it doesn't yeah, come when, through. Yeah, when you talk, it's good. When you yeah. talk, I don't hear it. Okay. Yeah, so I try to talk, so... Yeah. We're eliminating the illusion of the conversation on the show. Here, I'm going to crank it up some more. Noise suppression. All the way up. 60 dB. I hope that doesn't fuck everything up. No, where, where that's not good. Um, Ooh. I think that fixed it. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. I had to crank the noise suppression all the way up. The AGC is still going to grab onto the stuff in the background. That's the problem. Okay. It's a little better. Okay. Well, now there's sirens and there's probably people being murdered outside. I don't mind that. That okay. I can deal with. I, yeah. The throbbing... Uh, it's like giving me a headache seriously okay. the other thing the fuck that was a weird sound I, I, I can't even talk about it that's the worst part we're recording and it doesn't come through <laughs> but it sounds like you know Life the big <laughs> the machines on uh, Half-Life 2 oh man I want Half-Life 3 drink yeah. the, the machines they make that chirping or like that, that horn sound yeah I know what you're talking about that's what I'm hearing outside my apartment City 17. Yeah. What are those things called? The big tripod things that walk yeah, I know, around? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're, They're part like, of the combine. Boom. Yeah. The combine is like the the paramilitary force. I wish that came through the noise gate. God. Ruined. Like, Ruined the theater Just of the referencing combine, that seems like in another life it was so long ago. All that shit from Half-Life 2. I remember when we downloaded the leaked version and we were passing the file around. Like trying to send it to each other at land parties and stuff, and yeah. then some of us got it working, like Dan or somebody, somebody who had a good computer, and uh, they were doing the physics experiment that they used in that demo, and like everything's just textured just so that there's a facade for the demo, and then once you step like down a hallway or something that they never went through in the demo, it's just empty space, yeah, or stuff didn't have textures in the backside. Stuff like that. But there was some cool physics demos because at the time there was no game where you could put a an oil can above a bunch of posts sticking out of a wall and watch it drop and bounce between the different posts. Yeah. It's good times. How do we get here? Outline VPN. Yes. It was dead simple. And Google uh, Alphabet... I mean, Alphabet pays, what are they, they funded, they have a startup incubator. So there's this company called Jigsaw Security, and they made this. So it is loosely connected to Google. Okay. So Jigsaw, that they're the one that's related to Google? Through Alphabet. Oh, through Alphabet, okay. Well, through Alphabet's funding. Basically, they're not related, but they are... Uh, they somehow have the prestige of Google following them. 
They started development in March, it looks like, on GitHub. And that means it's new. It could possibly not be secure, but it's a VPN that kind of is harder to detect with the goal of trying to get past the Great Firewall of China, but supposedly there's some way to detect it now. So in a lot of countries that have firewalls, like the big Juniper ones that uh, China would buy, those yeah. things are somehow able to detect this sometimes. I think it's because there's an undetermined uh, resource that's having a lot of bandwidth sent through it, and that just meets the criteria of a proxy of some kind, so they block that. That's probably why it's getting blocked, but... um. This would make it so that whatever you're doing when you're at work, your work, for example, all mm-hmm. of that uh, Unify uh, deep packet inspection that it does where it shows the domain names and stuff that you're going to, those things should not be blocked once you're using this. Yeah. Because I know that somehow it, well, it interferes with your work sometimes. Like you can't RDP. Yeah, I, I pay for a VPN service right now that's kind of shitty because it was so cheap. And I can RDP on our office network into my home machine through a Canadian uh, server. Okay. You could do it through a LA server for like $3.50 from Vulture. And it will... Definitely be faster. I get a hundred up and down. And um the latency is like ten milliseconds in LA. Or no, it's like fifteen. But Texas is forty to fifty. And the East Coast is like up to sixty or seventy. Either way, that's better one I'm getting now. Yeah. For sure. And I already made a template that has the templated firewall rules. So you can use the vulture firewall. If you follow the steps, well, not all of them, you have to customize it. You have to kind of know how vulture, uh, how Terraform works. But if you use that Terraform template I made for vulture, that's where we were going. Comes full circle. That will get you, uh, particularly the, the instance VPN .tf file. That's the instance that's set up. So it's just a generic Ubuntu install. Once Vulture or once Terraform creates it on Vulture, once you paste your API key in there, um, then you just SSH in and paste your one liner, and then you're done. You never manage the server again. It already has uh, automatic upgrades enabled, so you're good to go. Just send all the links to your devices and you're signed in. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with you on getting that set up probably. I don't know about tomorrow, but early next week, definitely, or over the weekend. Literally, it's a one-liner. If you know how to SSH, you just have to paste. Okay. You answer a single question, and then you copy and paste the API key. Do you want to start using Threema again? I do, but we have to be... Don't we have to be... Well, actually, no, we we can snapshot the QR code and send that over iMessage, right? Yeah, I mean, technically yeah. that works. It is not the most secure method, but we could do that, yeah. You need a secondary iOS device, though, so like you'd have to 
use your phone to take or to use the app to yeah, scan just the QR code on your iPad or something. Yeah, because you're using a Mac, but I'm not, so that's the way I'd have to do it with my iPad. I could screenshot it and then I could send you a link to an ephemeral link. Well, to an ephemeral storage what's, service. Now I think about it, what's the size, this random thought, what's the size limit for a QR code? Because like if I pulled up that image on my Apple Watch through an iMessage text, could I scan it on a screen that small? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would fit. You'd have to tap it and then you'd have to zoom in on it slightly. Okay. As long as you can represent all the squares, it would definitely work. Also, there is a Threema web. So you can go to the website and then you scan a QR code on the web page and then it transfers the stuff from your phone and encrypts it to your browser session. So you could actually uh, send me messages at your at your work desktop, and it just copies all of your chat sessions from your phone to the web browser. And when you close it, they're gone. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, that is cool. I just opened the Threema app right now, and they've made a lot of changes to it. Yeah, there's like a whole wizard that it goes through, and. Um, I remember when it was very basic when we first used it. Now with me, you don't technically need to allow access to the contacts because none of my contact information is in there. I just use the three my IDs so that just the people I send it to can use it. Um, there is a show one, and that one is for uh, that one's for nudes, <laughs> but nobody <laughs> sends anything. <laughs> That's a good place to end, though. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for the link or for the uh, the Threema ID to send your nudes. Bring I'll your send wallet. over all of the ones I have of Alan's no. mom. <laughs> Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show, support the show. See you next anniversary. Bye. Yep. See ya.